Jill Bennett sitting in for Simi Sarah today. Well, the BC Office of the Seniors Advocate has released the 2022 Monitoring Seniors Report, and it takes a look at the percentage of seniors living in BC and how much that has jumped. There are also some other key findings, and joining us to talk more about them is Isabel McKenzie, BC Seniors Advocate. Thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Good morning. Talk a little bit, if you can, about the the numbers first and the percentage of seniors living in BC has gone up quite a bit. What does this report show? Well, it shows that what is happening is what we are predicting is going to happen, which is the population is growing. So the number of seniors is increasing as well as everybody else. But the proportion of the population that's 65 and older is also increasing. And that's what we really have to look at because that's telling us that we're having more people over the age of 65 relative to the population under 65. And that's important because as we get older, we need supports and services and that costs money. And also those supports and services need to be delivered by the working age population. And relatively speaking, that's not growing as the, at the same rate that the seniors population is. But the other thing that is interesting to note when you look at our seniors population, so now it's 20%, one out of five British Columbians are over the age of 65. But over half of those, almost 60%, Jill, are younger than 75. And that's, you're, you're quite healthy. So the, the majority of our seniors in BC today are very healthy. Um, and, and that's telling us that the, while we're experiencing pressures in our healthcare system, we've not yet begun to experience the kinds of pressures that are coming our way as that age cohort we colloquial refer to as the boomers um, begins to experience uh, uh, issues with their health. We generally see that happening as we get into our 80s. Which would is kind of alarming when you think about it, given the stresses that are currently on the system, if we've not yet reached that, that point where we're going to see, like you said, a lot more need and a lot more use of various parts of healthcare. Yes, and you see it. So, for example, we'll take emergency visits or hospitalizations. So the number of emergency visits are up and hospitalizations are up, yes. But the rate of visits to the emergency department are actually down per thousand of people over the age of 65. That's again reflecting this younger, healthier seniors population is not uh, causing the kinds of pressures that that they, they will in the future. And when you look at that as well and your findings when it comes to visits to the hospital, I know the the number, it shows a decline in visits to to hospital. But does it show if that's because, like you said, we're seeing more seniors but more in the younger age group? Or is it possible that seniors aren't going perhaps when they need to or when they should be going? Well, the latter, the, this, the latter statement about not going when they need to, we certainly saw that, Jill, uh, in uh, 2020, in the first year of the pandemic, because we saw in the year after the pandemic the rebound effect. But most of our data now, because this is our, our eighth uh, report that we've issued, most of our data shows a five-year pattern. And so that's what we're looking at. And I want to clarify that the, the number of visits has gone up. The rate, the number of visits as a proportion of the population has gone down. That's where, as I say, we need to be careful because 
what we're seeing in terms of increases is not being driven yet by the aging boomer population. That is still to come. And that's an important thing for us to remember that as stressed as our system is today, those stresses, the, the, the sort of the real impact of the aging population is about six years away from beginning when we look at the at the at the boomer population. Uh, one of the findings as well, uh, taking a look at uh, long-term care beds, and I know it said uh, that there's actually been a decline. I said I'm just uh, the the rate of publicly funded long-term care beds per thousand of population of 75 plus has fallen 12. percent What what does that tell us then about long-term care beds, or what should we be looking at there? Do you think? Well, it's part of a of a continuum of a system, Jill. So it starts with our home care supports uh, and keeping people at home are are not keeping up with uh, the demand and with the needs of the aging population. And so people are are turning to long term care, and the data continue to support some are turning to long term care when they really could be uh, managed in an assisted living setting or at home with more supports. So we need to get that piece fixed. The other thing it reminds us of, and this is sort of a constant theme and why I talk a lot about the rate and look at five-year patterns, is that when we are spending more money, and, and we are definitely spending more money on seniors' care, um, that is not keeping up with the demand because the demand is going to increase and is increasing as the population grows. So we've increased the number of beds over the last five years by something like 2.5%, except the demand for those beds, because the population that needs them is growing by more than what we are increasing the number by, the rate, the available beds is shrinking. And then further compounding that is the average length of time a person is staying in long-term care has been increasing. So the number of beds that become available each year is less than it was five years ago, because five years ago, people stayed in that bed for a shorter period of time. And so there was more turnover. So we've got sort of all these compounding effects that are demonstrating more people are waiting and they're waiting longer for access to a long-term care bed than they were five years ago. And and one other uh, number that kind of jumped out at me as well, the wait list for seniors subsidized housing has increased 50%, which seems like a lot. It has. And I talked about this a bit in a previous report we did around incomes. But um, the the 20% of seniors in the province who are renters, so that is just about uh, 200,000 plus people, um, they've got some real significant challenges. So we've highlighted again the inadequacy of the Shelter Aid for Elderly Renters program um, and also senior subsidized housing, where in the last five years, the number of seniors waiting for a subsidized housing unit has increased by 50%. So we're putting more people in each year, but to put it in perspective, we're putting less than 9% of the people waiting each year are getting a unit and the number of people waiting uh, is growing each year. And so, uh, you know, these, these are, these are, these are significant challenges and the government to be fair is faced with rising costs just to stay where we are uh, because of inflation. And then on top of that rising demand 
So we have to pay more for the same services and supports, and we need more services and supports. And that's going to add up to quite a significant uh, challenge uh, for the government, uh, which at the end of the day is all of us um, in the years ahead. All right. Very interesting findings uh, in this uh, latest report. Isabel McKenzie, we'll leave it there for today, but thank you so much. Okay. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Jill.